0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. Now, we are going to be talking about Pluto going back into Capricorn. Now, we're used to this Pluto in Capricorn energy because we've had Pluto in Capricorn for 15 years. And that's quite a profound sort of slow moving planet that we kind of don't understand or don't really feel its effect until you point out various things that have gone on that really represent that power. And of course, Pluto is very intense and Pluto will kind of, it's an insidious Slow moving planet that gets under your skin and really it's so powerful that the power is either unwieldy and you have to learn to use it or you reject it and give it to someone else or it unends you and becomes your downfall and therefore you are left with nothing and you have to rebuild and and, you know, really transform Pluto, they say, is like the chemo planet, you know, it's going to kill everything dead. But I'd more liken it to like the compost. It's that dark stuff you can't see that's going there and it's mulching down and it's slowly transforming into something else, which could be absolutely wonderful. But really, the rot has to be shown first. Pluto wants to show the rot and will show the rot. It doesn't want to. It just will show the rot that's coming out. And it kind of does does that by giving that lots of superpower that, you know, it's an excess of power that becomes toxic in itself. So when Pluto has been in Capricorn and Capricorn represents our business world, our structural world, the way our governments and the way the world works, the structure of it, as well as the structures of big, dominating buildings and the railways those kind of structures too the ones that are beyond the personal so Capricorn here is is the the way we enter into life as adults and where we become successful where we create wealth where we become working people and have goals and and want to achieve things and want to build our own empires. So that's Capricorn's area. And of course, with the power that Pluto brings in, it's really kind of supercharging that up so that the people who have got the power have more power and the people who have got the money suddenly have more money. And we are seeing this so much. I mean, before 15 years ago, we didn't really have in our in our consciousness, the idea that there was this top 1% who had all the money. And now that's kind of the main, one of the main issues and the problems that we all feel that there is too much power at the top being held by too few who are unaccountable and unelected or have just got that way because they have got so much money or they formed a group um, beyond any electable government, talking about World Health Authority, um, World Economic Forum, those kind of groups, NATO, all those bigger groups that go sort of beyond government. That's Capricorn's area because it's and and Pluto in Capricorn has enabled these bodies, these structures to become much larger and much more powerful than they ordinarily would. So Pluto's given them that power, but now it's become unwieldy, and now it's become slightly toxic. And that's what Pluto in Capricorn has been showing us. And of course we've been running along assuming that this is this is okay. But so Pluto then pops into Aquarius. and you'll remember in the one of the previous episodes, we talk about when Pluto moved into Aquarius, we suddenly get revolution. The French Revolution started when Pluto moved into Aquarius. Uh, the American Revolutionary Wars, Pluto in Aquarius. You know, it's it's revolution time. So we've just had a little taste of that and look at france look at france go major revolutions going on there um, so now pluto has we've had this naught degree which is tiny sample which has been quite intense pluto's now moving back into capricorn and it's like we're suddenly aware of that power this time around pluto moving back into Capricorn, it's going to feel different. It's not going to feel like it when it came in the other end. It's going to feel like, oh, hold on a minute. I see where this power is now. And and then I need to look at it and determine for myself whether this is appropriate, whether it is corrupt, whether it is kind of really a dark lord of the underworld kind of dealing. So... You know, it's very interesting now that Pluto is moving back into Capricorn and because Pluto moves so slowly. So Pluto moves out of um, Capricorn into Aquarius in March, then moves back into Capricorn in June, stays there, moves out back into Aquarius in January And back again. So, you know, so we're finally is moving backwards and forwards. I'll give you the dates moving backwards and forwards across this borderline until November the 19th, 2024. So we're not really going to get this permanent solution till November 2024 of Pluto in Aquarius. And then we've got 20 years of it. So we're going to keep getting these little tasters of the Aquarian Revolution. And then going back into the old school, the old way of doing it. And that's when each time. So we've got this is the first time it's going back. It's going to go back in twice. So this will be the first little dip back in. And this time around, Pluto is going to go all the way back to 27 degrees. And of course, 27 degrees is the American Pluto return. It's not going back to the exact minute, 20 minutes off. So the exact is 2733 minutes and Pluto's going back to 2754 minutes. And at 54 minutes, 2754 minutes is actually the date that they signed the declaration because they agreed the declaration. The declaration of independence is 4th of July, which we all know and celebrate. But the actual signing of that wasn't till August and that was at 27 degrees, 54 minutes. So we're going back to that point this time around. And then when it goes back again next year, the same kind of similar dates this time next year, it'll go back in again to Capricorn. And that time it sits on 29 degrees. And just like we've just had it sitting at the zero degree of of Aquarius, which has been like a really intense taster. When it goes back and sits on the 29 degrees, that is going to be another intense moment of the 29 anoretic degree that really wants to force the issue. It wants to say this is your last chance of understanding this and getting this and learning the lesson at 29 degrees. And if you are not prepared to learn the lesson, it forces the crisis. And that's why it's called the crisis point. It needn't necessarily be a crisis because we can learn the lesson and understand it. And that's why I think astrology is so beautiful, that people can look at something, understand what it's there and go, right, I have to do this. Rather than if we didn't know, then then the crisis can happen without us. Or, 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 you know, the, the thing that needs to happen has to be forced to happen. So, yeah, so then this time next year, it's at the 29 degree mark. But anyway, so that's that's next year before we fully come in to Pluto in Aquarius, which is going to happen on the 19th of November, just two weeks after the American elections. So really all eyes are on America for this Pluto switching signs, firstly, going back to the 27 America's natal Pluto position. Which takes 246 years to get to. And then, secondly, sitting on that 29 degrees, that 29 degrees anoretic degree. But let's come back to what's happening this week on the 11th of June when Pluto retrogrades back into Capricorn. Now, I feel like Pluto when it pops back into Capricorn we're going to understand because we've had this little taster of Aquarian quirkiness freedom you know power to the people rather than the governments when it comes back to Capricorn it is going to feel inappropriate and slightly old fashioned and and these kind of old older because Saturn is to do with age older more um, traditional kind of Ways of going about are going to feel too much. You know, it's like this is this is too much, and the people now have got the taster. So we're going to notice that more than we have done previously. We're going to notice how that doesn't feel right. Now, Pluto is going to retrograde all the way back to the eleventh of October, and that's when it's sitting on the twenty-seven degrees and um, on the twenty on the natal the USA natal return. So that is going to really kick up some storms about the Constitution. So many or some of the presidential um, candidates are talking about the Constitution. We have to get back to the Constitution because of the freedom of speech, um, because it feel like that. America is slowly moving away from that. And the idea for, written into the constitution that, you know, and that Jefferson really made the point that government gets its power from the people. It's, you know, and it's not the other way around. It's not doesn't have power over the people unless the power gives, gives the government, gives the, government the, the power. You know, it, um, it isn't a power that they have over them. It's a power that is given to them in order to serve, not to rule and I think that's been a bit ski whiff of late. Now as we feel that this might feel a bit old fashioned, on the same day that Pluto moves back into so we'll say Pluto retrograde ingress Capricorn is the best way of putting it uh, because it's moving backwards so it's Pluto retrograde' and it's ingress when something ingress moves into a sign so Pluto retrograde, ingress Capricorn. And on the same day, Mercury ingress Gemini, but of course Mercury is going forward, and Mercury rules Gemini and so when Mercury moves into gemini we 're going to get a super power of Gemini and power coming forth and this means powering up the media, powering up many different layers of the media, not just the big media um, And also powering up the ideas of uh, communication, of freedom of speech, of, of wanting to discuss things. And of course, Gemini has just recently had that connection with Uranus at the full moon. So Gemini is in a really buoyant position. So when he moves into his own sign of Gemini, it's like, hey, people, I'm coming home. Let's all talk. Let's chat. Let's have fun. Let's really keep this light. Let's keep it moving. You know, let's flip from one subject to another and really keep the discussion open and really what's been happening late of late is the discussions have been shut down you know people want to talk about various things and they either get called either they're racist or transphobic or you know people get very angry and shut the conversation down it's kind of the modern way of censoring um, speech but I think with Gemini moving in to uh, sorry Mercury moving in to Gemini at this point, at the same time that Pluto moves into Capricorn, we really are going to see much more transparency through our governments, through our our big corporates, because because they will be able to speak out. We'll be able to see who is speaking out, who is making these connections, what's behind all that. So, so I think as much as we might go, this is inappropriate. Without this mercurial Gemini and boost of energy at the same time, you know, I think we would think God, this is really fuddy duddy, and I'm not I'm not really aware of what is happening, but it just doesn't feel right. It feels old fashioned. But because we've got this boost of communication of ideas, we're gonna go. Ah, oh, aha I see. This is elevating everything to a much more transparent and open and a modern way of thinking. So really, it's a quite a, quite of a good boost that we're gonna get. That this is happening at the same time. So that's the empowered. Empowered Mercury, making a a connection with Uranus, its higher octave of Uranus, which is kind of more cosmic and and non-personal thinking. So Gemini gets his superpower at the Sagittarius full moon, which was happening the week before, and then moves into his own sign of Gemini. And of course, Gemini. has been having the Mars retrograde feeling. So this is a nice boost for Gemini now to get this. It's had the it's had the new moon as well. So here we've got this really powerful Gemini activity. So we're going to see lots of discussions being ha- had. You know, and thank God we do need these discussions to be had at much higher levels. So I'm living in hope for this. Um, um, for the real discussions to be had and to be able to see what is going on at a higher level when the Pluto allows us to see that when it moves back into Capricorn. And so Pluto is going to be moving right slowly, slowly back to that 27 degree point, which is the America's natal Pluto point. So America's Pluto return. And if you listen to my earlier episode way back nearly a year ago, where it's America's Pluto return. I talk about the history of Pluto returns. Countries are not necessarily, or not many, I don't think there are any countries right now that have lived through a Pluto return. They normally evolve more um, powerfully and change their constitution, change their leadership or their style of governance. So they don't ever really reach a 246 year, 47 year marker. Um, but here we are with America leading the way, and of course, I also said that when America is wrote its constitution, so many other countries followed suit and used that as their basis of um, of you know eco- equality, freedom of speech, freedom to. Sp- sp- pursue um, wealth and happiness. So, you know, the, the America's constitution is really the West's constitution. So whatever happens in West, in sorry, whatever happens with America in the next two years with this Pluto moving backwards and forward is definitely going to be happening to all of us in the West. And Pluto is going to have a lot of opportunity to do this. He retrogrades right back uh, to 27 degrees on the 19th of September and spends five and a half weeks sitting on that 27 degrees. And so this five and a half weeks from 19th of September to all of October is basically a year before the American elections. So I feel there's going to be a lot happening to um About those elections, you know, getting ready. It's like this is now we're going to kick in for what's going to be happening in the next year, who the candidates are, what they're doing. And so looking at those, I had to look, I had to look at those candidates and to see what they were doing, because one of the first things I noticed was that Robert um, F. Kennedy Jr. is has got so much happening at 27 degrees or around that. He's got a stellium. So I wanted to look at, um, at the candidates. So I'm just going to quickly run through which candidate I feel has kind of got the staying power and the tenacity to drive America through the Pluto um, return. Because it's not, you know, America has to change before the election, has to use that, Pluto return because the election and the change of governance happens um, the following year but not well the following year after the the 27 degree but Pluto will be back in Capricorn at the 29 degree so it's still going to affect that that um, natal Pluto of America and I mean you couldn't make up the timing of this is perfect but what is Very, you know, without even knowing the astrology that well, you look at that, that is for massive change. Not only because Pluto demands that you change, but Pluto is moving out of old fashioned Capricorn into brand new future led, people led Aquarius right after the election. So whoever takes up the mantle from there is there for a brand new idea of what the future holds. And that's why I think President Biden isn't going to win in this. So I'm going to look at President Biden first. So firstly, because of this phenomenal change, I don't think he's in with a shout. It, there's too much change going on to continue with the same president or the same old ways of of doing things. So that's a big no for me on, on sorry, any, and I'm trying to remain completely partisan and just show you what the astrology says. So you're looking at his chart, he's got far too much Scorpio and far too much 12th house. So that 12th house is the hidden. And it, because his Scorpio is hidden, he's got a stellium there. A stellium is a row of planets all in Scorpio. That's far too dark to continue being a president in such an open way. And in a way you can see potentially it's his downfall for his health as well. But, you know, this hidden stuff, you know, we're continually looking at his son's laptop and the the kind of hidden stuff going on there. We There is definitely lots of corruption going on within this government, within this person who is um, approving it all or sits quite comfortably with the darkness, with the shadow, with the corrupt, with things happening in a very underhand way. Because remember, Pluto rules Scorpio. And so Joe Biden might be the happy Gemini on one service, but really he's a Scorpio. And Pluto rules Scorpio. So he is enjoying one, the corrupt the corruption of this power. And I don't I could go on to all the corrupt ideas that are going around, but you've seen them in the paper. So First of all, I don't think he's going to win because of those two reasons. He's also got Mars is going to be transiting his Pluto um, when we have the election. And that's like that. I feel like the sort, you know, as much as as sorry, as much as Mars can drive things forward, it also can cut things dead. It's like the, the sword that cuts. And I feel like, you know, it's transiting his power, it, sorry, transiting his Pluto, his own personal Pluto. So I feel that that's going to be Mars. It's just going to cut President Biden's power off at this point next year, because that's when the Mars is transiting his Pluto. Also, this summer we've also got venus going retrograde venus going retrograde uh through leo and he has pluto in leo and i think again this will affect him greatly there's um too much kind of um revelations that venus will want to look at for that to really um allow him to be expressive in the right way i think he you know truths have to come out from that venus retrograde and i don't think that President Biden will be able to stand the scrutiny and the fact that he has to evolve and change with these astrological placements. He will also be experiencing Saturn in his third house and it's far too close to his IC. The IC is the bottom of the chart and it's the roots. And so he's got Saturn who is oppressive here. So it's like he can't continue with the same old game, with the same old um, position. He has to update that and move. And with Saturn there, it's not going to allow him to do that quick enough, fast enough and in the most appropriate way. So that's another no for Joe. And also, and I'm sorry if you're a Joe fan, but <laughs> he is also about to have a Pluto opposition. Now, Pluto has been moving quite fast in recent 50 years or so. So, so ordinarily, some a human would not even have a Pluto opposition. Because it takes 246, 247 years to go all the way around. So half that is 123. So you'd only experience your Pluto opposition at 123 years old. But because it's an, an elliptical movement, it's like an oval shape. So it's not, it's not an even um, trajectory. Joe Biden is experiencing his Pluto opposition. And I say that's quite rare and people of his generation will be experiencing that. And I, for one, have just had a Pluto trine, which, again, is really unusual. You know, you don't get that until later in life. But because Pluto is moving fast right now, we're getting these Pluto oppositions. So when an opposition happens like that, also with Mars sitting on, on his his pluto it's like there's this shift of power you know it's the you know there's a consolidation but a shift that it's moving um potentially away from him he's kind of been drained of that power and you would be in a pluto opposition like that the power is like an in a seesaw action but one side's got the one side's got the sword so again i feel like this is a a a goodbye for joe biden And also talking about his Mars. His Mars is in Scorpio anyway. And at the election in next year, the sun is going to be sitting on his Scorpio Mars. And that's a bit that's that's kind of quite tight in the 12th house. So I really feel that like that's, you know, giving vital energy to that Mars, to that shadow, to the darkness, to the manipulation and things that were going on, which I think would be exposed with the sun sitting there. And on top of this, the last point about Joe Biden, will he, won't he, um, is that the his north node is going to be in conjunct to um, to the north node. Um, and so. Having an inconjunct north node is that you, your future isn't matching what, where the planet's going and you can't see it. You can't envisage it. An inconjunct means the two points are not relating to each other in a coherent way or they can't see each other. It's like a blind spot. So he really literally will be having a blind spot to where the planet is supposed to be heading. So for Joe Biden, I don't think it's going to lie. Astrologically speaking, I don't think he has a second term. So let's move on to... President Trump. President Trump. So this summer Venus is gonna go retrograde through lovely Leo. And of course, Trump really kind of benefited from the great American eclipse, which is in August 2017, which happened at twenty eight degrees Leo. And that's where his ascendant is and that's where his Mars is. Not only his Mars, his Pluto too. I mean that's that's how he is, a very powerful guy and a very dramatic kind of he has got that Leo ascendant, a Leo um, uh, yeah ascendant energy, so super powerful when he enters a room and and look at the hair, the the red hair as well. Um, so I feel that when Venus goes retrograde, she's going to retrograde from twenty eight degrees Leo. Um, so that's from his ascendant, his Pluto, his Mars, and. I feel like that that's just a pulling back of layers and I feel if President Trump's campaign lasts this summer and that's shaky you know he's going to have a hard summer with this venus retrograde pulling back the layers if he if he survives that I think he's got a good chance but I feel like this summer will be really telling for president trump i mean obviously they're trying not and so many people are trying to impeach him to investigating on so many levels on on such spurious claims that if they put the claims towards joe biden joe biden would be in a prison cell so um so yeah i feel like trump is going to have a very hard summer but then having survived the summer Jupiter will be sitting on his sun and his north node and his Uranus after that. And wow, you know, for the election, that's super powerful. That's sort of putting him in a in a really good position that the Jupiter be lighting up his north node and Uranus and, you know, giving him energy, giving him, you know, such a vital force. And um, also... Um, Uranus will then Uranus crazy energizing enlightening planet Uranus will be on his MC for the the election as well on his MC, which is the career point. So he has a super chance of being enlivened and really put in a really good spot via this election if he survives the summer. Also the eclipse axis which has been in Taurus Scorpio is now shifting to Libra Aries and in Libra President Trump has got Neptune and Jupiter which you know really is like that's his kind of panache if you like and that's his ability to really kind of get people on board so um and also Planets in Leo are going to trine these eclipses too, trine these eclipses that happen in Aries. So he's kind of got the eclipse seasons for this is really going to help him. So one, if he survives the Venus retrograde in Leo this summer, if he survives that and continues his candidacy, um, I think he's in a really good shout. And also, even if he doesn't win on some level or or continue i think there's going to be lots of opportunities for him to be on the world stage in some shape or form so watch this space for um trump and moving on to Marianne Williamson who i think has a really good story to tell a really she, I like the way she's speaking, but it's not about what I like or not. This is about the astrology. So she has got her moon at 28 degrees Capricorn. And that's a huge emotional investment in America and its Pluto return. So her moon matches America's Pluto. So she's totally and utterly believes and is feeling that and is karmically attached to the progress of America and getting America through its natal return. You know, that that's a really beautiful bond that she has. She really does want to serve her country. She's really feeling that on a deep and a psychic level. However, having her moon there could be utterly exhausting for her. It could absolutely drain her of all personal energy. So there is that to consider. But Coming closer to the elections next year, her Jupiter will be transiting through her 12th house ascendant um, and that's in Gemini. So I think, again, that could be also quite revealing for her. You know, the guns will be after her. They will be really kind of augmenting anything and and she'll be under attack. And I think women at that level do get uh, attacked more. So um, it feels like that there will be a hardship for her to go through in that sense. And on top of this, she too has placements in Leo. She's got her her um, Mercury and her Pluto in Leo. So she has to survive the Venus retrograde this summer too. So she has got um, Pluto at 20 degrees and Mercury at 11 degrees Leo. So the retrograde, the Venus retrograde is really going to affect her as well. So potentially there's more, idea, more of that to come out where she, um, if she survives going through this summer, and this could be the making of her too, um, then I think she's got, a, she's got a good chance. But I think it'd be really kind of hard for her um, in terms of being the first, pre- first female president, which obviously I'm all for. Um, it will be quite emotionally draining for her. Having said that, there is a good chance that if she doesn't win this time, she's going to win in a later time because she has her north node in late Aquarius and I feel like that north node will be activated when Pluto gets nearer and nearer so it's going to take another 10 20 years for it to get to that end of Aquarius so even though Pluto's moving into Aquarius and it's obviously activated her north node just by being in that sign I feel that as it's closer and closer she's going to come to more power and and she's fairly you know she actually she's young she's um well, she's not far off Kennedy in age. So potentially, you know, I think she she might want to sit this one out and go for the next one, because I think there's a a much more chance. But whatever happens for her in this election, I feel like there's power to just grow and grow. It's not just going to disappear. It's not going to give up and go away. And like President Trump, the eclipse axis, when it shifts to to Libra, is going to benefit her too. But instead of the sort of more pleasing, easy planets that Trump has got, she's got Saturn and Neptune here. And so I feel that's more hard work for her, you know, and that idea that a woman has to do twice the work of a man to get noticed. And there'll be so many critics on this level that... Um, I feel that this is a lot she's going to be she would be her campaign ideas her manifesto is really taking on a massive job and so um I hope it's not too much to her detriment and lastly the sun the sun at the election is going to be on her Scorpio Mars and you know as much as that might be this different for President Biden because his his Mars and his planets are in a Scorpio but in the shadow for her it's slightly different you know I feel that there's this Mars coming along to her Scorpio because she doesn't have loads of Scorpio it's suddenly kicking her off and kicking off her power and keeping her off her her strategic mind the way she can manipulate things and she really kind of get into some some dark corners and expose them and make it work for her so it's hard work for her she's got to get past this summer and the Venus retrograde um And even if she doesn't win, she's not going to go away. There's going to be positions happening for her even through the next 10, 20 years. So go, go, Marianne. So what made me look at um, the candidates was the fact that that John F. Kennedy Jr. has got this stellium in Capricorn and that's his sun, his Mercury, his Venus and his north node, all at 24, 27, 28 degrees Capricorn. So right now, when Pluto moves back into Capricorn, it's going to go straight back over this stellium and stir this up. And of course, it's been sitting there stirring him up. He's getting bigger and bigger and he's been able to activate these planets so powerfully and so he is uniquely tied to America's natal return And of course he would be because of his heritage and his ancestry Um, but also because of this Capricorn element of him being a lawyer so Capricorn um, and working in big business working with you know fighting he's not a lawyer doing personal stuff he's a lawyer fighting big big corporations and land um, ideas and toxicity within the environment you know that's his you know that's super you know he's he's able he has the skills to do this he has the capability the Capricorn capability and also the foresight and the panache he's got the the gravitas on his side with these planets in Capricorn and of course it's also like Marianne's was completely tied to. to America's Pluto return completely and utterly he's there ready to transform America and my money is actually on him winning but having Marianne as a running mate or as a vice president and then in the next when he either gets two terms or one she then takes over after afterwards that's that's my money's on this looking at the astrology um and trying not to be biased Anyway, he will also at the election be having a Jupiter return. I mean, a Jupiter come around to your Jupiter again is like woohoo. This is rather um energizing and uh, fantastic. So when the elections actually happen, Jupiter is going to be in Gemini and right on um John Kennedy's own Jupiter. And I think that is uh, it's such a boost to everything that you think about, you talk about. And of course, he's got you du- having Jupiter in Gemini means your mind works at really top level, especially with those Capricorn placements. So, yeah, he, he's got that happening, too. The sun will also, just like Marianne's, also be trans. And this is why I think they make a good running peg, as it were. His the, his, the sun, not his son, the sun in November, when the elections happen, will be transiting his Mars in in Scorpio and it will be exact. And I think this is going to be activating his powers, karmic powers, his ancestral powers, definitely. Because, you know, Capricorn and Scorpio have this ancestral idea to them and Capricorn's ancestry, kings, queens and charts and things whereas Scorpio is the power that you're born with from your ancestors it's that much darker underworld stuff that you're not really aware of so Mars in Scorpio that's his super insight that's his that's his ability to become a lawyer and read you know pages and pages of documents and then come out with something beautiful and 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 exact. So the sun on his Mars, I think, is going to be, whereas the Sun would be on President Biden's Mars. I mean, look at all their Gemini, I mean, look at all their Scorpio placements. But anyway, the Sun sitting on his Mars is going to be much more activating. It's exact. And um, but again, it could be you know, the sun activating that Mars could be quits as well. But I think with the other with Jupiter return, I think it's almost gives more power to his family and inheritance so um, and also the interesting about Kennedy he doesn't have any Leo placements and so therefore he doesn't have to get through this summer and um, he's already had been activated by the eclipse when it was Scorpio Taurus so that was the activating element for him so he's not having to get through what the other candidates have to get through to get to to stay in the race he's he's already been through it and he's hu- he's a hugely powerful operator um and in fact i think it was last month's eclipses that have really activated him and put him up there and of course it did activate him he's then that's when he launched his candidacy so i do think he has uh love him or hate him or whatever He has a super powerful chance of becoming president. And I feel like I don't want to be biased about this, but it feels kind of right that he should. But it's also quite scary. You think, oh, my God, he's going to get assassinated or some sort of family drama may play out. And it may well do with that sun activating the Mars in Scorpio. But uh, we do hope not. And and I think with Marianne Williams together, I think they make a great pair. Their astrology matches each other and they've got both got the same. And where her moon on America's Pluto return with his sun, Mercury, Venus, North Node on that point as well. You know, it's a really good match. It's almost like she could she would flourish under his more um, grounded energy. And she'd be able to do her job more um, in a better way. So um, that's that's my betting for uh, Kennedy for president. Now, there's two more candidates that I know about. One is Ron DeSantis and the other is a guy called Cornell West, who I've never heard of. So I'm just going to quickly look at those two because Ron DeSantis, I like what he's been doing in Florida. Um, but his moon is in late Aquarius. So again, like Marion, I think there's a chance for him to stay in this game, but possibly come in on the next election or in a couple of elections time, you know, in 10 years time, I think that would be his moment to go. And I don't think he's got the power, astrologically speaking, to to win this right now. Um, We've already seen that his power um, has been activated with the uh, the eclipse axis has been on the last 18 months been across Taurus and Scorpio and he has Uranus and Venus in Scorpio so that's completely activated um, when the eclipse axis moves into Libra he has Mars and Pluto in Libra so yeah there's there's Um, There's going to be activations for him. And, you know, if he doesn't win, he's going to be a good opposition. And um, I think we haven't seen the last of him, but I think his power is going to grow and grow rather than have this instantaneous kind of um, become the president. Um, His north node is in late Virgo. So it makes a nice trine to Pluto, uh, to America's Pluto and america's natal pluto the pluto return so i feel like this um this north node is definitely his future is being activated with america and he's definitely going to come to extra power whether it's the the power i think might take a little bit more time but uh he's definitely up there playing a really important role i think in the coming years um yeah, right now, I don't feel like there's enough planetary influence to boost him to the top job. It's like going to be a climb, uh, um, a steady climb up to really powerful positions and really kind of a mover and an instigator for America, but not necessarily right at the top. And then we get to Cornel West, uh, probably an outsider from the People's Party, like the sound of that, never heard of it, but the People's Party is already gets my vote and um and so I feel like there is a place for him in the next government he has his north node in early aquarius which is obviously going to get activated when pluto moves in there so whether he is a candidate that get voted in or they ask him to be part of the presidency and the white house when when um when the next Winner When the next president moves in, I think that's more likely a chance because also his moon is is in Aquarius, but it's later on. So I feel there's more opportunity for him to grow and he's um, definitely he can move on and grow with the government and with America as it grows. And also he is Gemini dominant and so many of these candidates are Gemini dominant I'm like wow you know what's going on and it almost feels like the recent Mars retrograde in Gemini it's almost like been the peeling back of these people and they're you know they've had to dig deep into what they're thinking why they're thinking and really come out and formulate new ideas that made them think I have to fight for this and so I feel like This Mars retrograde in Gemini has activated things in people. You know, we might fear the retrograde, but it really does do that. And I think the fact that so many candidates are Gemini dominant is really showing us what a Mars retrograde or any retrograde can do. It can activate things deep from within because that must be a stirring to put your hand up and say, I want to be a candidate for running in the for the presidency of America leader of the free world there must be a stirring and i think we can see that in all these candidates um to encourage them to come out and 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 dig deep into the layers of truth what they believe their truth is the way people are thinking and and so and bring about ideas that they've got that, that could make america great again sorry to use trump's catchphrase um however the only person that doesn't have that is DeSantis. Um, but however, we don't know his birth time. So uh, we don't have his MC, Ascendant, DC, IC. So I reckon DeSantis could possibly be a Gemini rising. It could feel right because he does definitely have the gift and the flair of communication. So potentially all of them have strong Gemini dominance and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm up for having some Gemini influence over the world and ensuring that we get to get the right words, the right connections, the right ideas as we move forward. And also, let's all look at that lesson that the Mars retrograde has done for all these Gemini's, has really brought them out and enabled them to bring their ideas and what they were thinking on a deeper level out into the open and and I know that we're all kind of wanting to hear the truth. Um, so this Capricorn, Pluto moving back into Capricorn, is happening on the 11th of June. On the 14th and 15th of June, Mercury is going to make a square. Mercury now in Gemini is going to make a square to Saturn at seven degrees Pisces. And that square is like, this is like a, um, come on, we need to have the truth here. This is a reckoning a proper reckoning of ideas and, um, you know, we want to hear what's right and good and, none of you know, the right boundaries, the right rules set in place, the place we want to see where we're lost and where we've given away too much of our energy. Um, because then on the 17th, just a few days later, then Saturn is going to go retrograde at seven degrees in Gemini. So when Saturn goes retrograde in Gemini, it's kind of like here we're going to delve into those um, those ideas where that we may have been lost. We might go deeper into the, where the feminine gets lost and the spaces that the feminine has slowly achieved over the last millennia, the last 40 years, 100 years. those spaces you know the Pisces is the feminine so when Saturn's moving retrograde there it's really going to start to dig deep and maybe we can carve out some um, a better space for that equality and protection and um, support for the expression of the feminine to happen in a safe way Um, so you know Saturn moving retrograde there on the 17th and on the 18th in the U uh, in the UK, but actually in the on the 17th as well in America, that's when we have the Gemini new moon. And I think I said earlier that we had that recently. We didn't. This is the Gemini because I was writing about it and thinking it happened. No, the Gemini new moon is happening on the 17th stroke 18th. So uh, that this new moon, again, is going to be super powerful because there is Mercury, its ruler, having just connected uh well in in with with uranus they're moving into its ruler and the, at the sagittarius new moon and then squaring saturn which then goes retrograde immediately you know mercury's like this he's like it's like this little what do they call those um, bumper cars just going hitting and connecting with all these different spaces and and empowering them setting them off and setting off ideas and and it's like a a little electrical current that's really going to enliven things and the new moon is just going to bring those things around so that gemini new moon is a great time to have some fun lighten up on some of these serious issues and do not go with a heavy heart Um, And potentially this is also a time to start writing your journal, writing your book, making really good connections and getting yourself out there at that new moon on the on the 17th for America, 18th in the UK. But let's call it the 17th because it's the same day as, as Saturn goes retrograde. And I do like those synchronicities. And following that, on the 19th, we have Venus going into the shadow zone. And that, of course, is when I will be holding one of my Venus Charla events because i want to honor and uh, get into the venus going through leo and the leo retrograde so i do hope you will join me for that please dm me if you want any details and i will um i'll be emailing everyone about that very shortly because this will take us right through to october that's the venus retrograde from all the way through leo going into her shadow zones and out and the, all the planets and asteroids that she's going to be connecting with so my venus charlotte will go into those and especially juno the asteroid juno which is the marriage broker and the asteroid lilith who is our dark feminine who is always in service to the light so please do join me for that and thank you for listening